0: On today's Believe in Chicago Sports podcast, we break down the Bears' humiliating, disgusting, shocking, I I have no more words for it, loss and collapse, the Detroit Lions, on Sunday. We break down what happened in the game, where they go from here, is everything going to blow up, all that and more on episode 26 coming up now. Welcome in to the Believe in Chicago
1: Sports Podcast with your host, myself, Dan Collins, and my lovely co-host Joey Gelman, who you can find on Twitter at Joey Gelman, myself as well on Twitter at TweetDanCollins. this fine show on Twitter as well at Believe in Chicago, and there are no more reasons to believe in this crap. Chicago Bears team we'll get all into it right now break down exactly what the heck that is we just watched still trying to figure it all out this is a immediate reaction I know you fine lovely folks are getting it here uh, as, as a nice way to start your week on a Monday well don't really know if it's a nice way to start your week but thanks for joining us we love it we're still trying to figure it out here with our rapid reaction that probably Joey just what Encapsulates what this entire season has been, though, for the Chicago Bears. <laughs> you couldn't believe it when you saw the Mitch Trubisky fumble on third down in their own end zone, but or in, in their own red zone actually. But you do believe it. It, I, it was, <sighs> don't know where to go. <laughs> just just don't know. It, as soon as it happened, you knew it was over. And there's a whole lot of game to talk about leading up to it. The entire back and forth we just between just two bad teams going at it, putting up 60-plus points today at Soldier Field, that's what it was. And you were thinking, all right, Bears are going to sneak out of here with probably one of their few remaining victories of the year, maybe their only victory left of the year. I mean, you have that Jackson game coming up in three weeks down the road or so, which maybe looks somewhat promising. Hey, it's against and, Mike Glennon. You never know. <laughs> not not anymore against the way they did they did things today. But, yeah, it's just – I mean, I know come come tomorrow or today, like I said, if you all you find lovely listeners listening here now on a Monday, there's going to be a whole lot of talk nationally probably, let alone locally, about, all right, who's out of Chicago? We, Negi was on the hot seat. That thing is burning. It's on fire. Ryan Pace, how are they going to figure this out? How are they going to talk their way out of it? And it all comes – on a mitch trubisky fumble it doesn't only encapsulate what this entire season has been it encapsulates probably what the last few seasons have been wouldn't you
0: say yeah absolutely i mean it, it was just a microcosm of of everything and it was nice for a little while You got to feast on on the lions because they're bad and trubisky has his best games against the lions and it bought it would have bought everyone like another week of criticism because hey they did what they had to do as the broadcast reminded you many times, because it was a battle of dumpster fire teams, the Bears are still or were still in the playoff hunt. So there was incentive to to win the game. And you sit here now of just like, what the hell did we just witness? Like that was truly remarkable. Like it's hard for just as hard as it is for them not scoring a third quarter is how hard it was for them to do what they just did, and it's almost like the reverse of their first matchup with the Lions when the Lions dropped the ball in the end zone to lose the game to the Bears. I mean, it was remarkable
1: still after all that and the Bears looking like they were going to come out with the victory that entire second half. I mean, everything was pretty all right until the fourth quarter came and then it got a little scary. Oh, man, the the Lions cut it within three and then the fumble and you know how the rest of the story goes. And still the Bears decided, you know what, against this dumpster fire of a team we're facing, we'll go on ahead and score some points today. We'll put up 30 and score in every quarter except for the infamous third, just like you were mentioning. And it's – It's maybe what the Bears needed because more to your point that you just mentioned, Joey, what would a victory have been? Let's just say they squeaked it out 30-27, you know, 30-20, whatever. You put put whatever score you want on it. If the Bears squeaked out of this one with a victory, it would have done exactly what you just said, which is simply just buy everybody more time. It's a a false sense of hope. I don't even know if it would have been necessarily a false sense of Well, some people – I wouldn't have had much hope anyways. But anybody who would have had hope, yes. It would have just been a false sense of hope. But you would have at least put the criticism off for at least one week. It wouldn't have been six losses in a row in a and now competing for last place in your division, which you might end up there depending on how the rest of the season unfolds for you. But now, instead of holding the criticism off – for an extra week, the criticism doubles, maybe even triples now because of the way you lose this game. You let this one get away from you. The Lions came back. It wasn't even like, oh, man, Mitchell Trubisky fumbles in inside the Bears 10 and the Saints or name any other good team in the NFC or even AFC for that matter. Any other worthy opponent comes back and beats you. You almost had a big statement game against a good team. No, it was the Lions, a crap team that you let – come in and do this to you. And there was a lot of ways you could look at that play because that was obviously the biggest turning point. What are you doing passing on on third and short when you could have maybe just ran the ball, killed some more clock, or, you know, forced, whatever. But the fact of the matter is, that's what they chose, and that's what happened. And then, you know, it's not Matt Nagy that fumbled the ball. It's not Ryan Pace that fumbled the ball. But still, (laughs) a lot of it and the way you just let this thing turn out is going to fall on those two guys, and it's going to be an interesting week to see how how Negi, who's obviously going to have to face reporters, tries to talk himself out of it. I mean, how much more that that team has to be depleted, right? I mean, for oh, yeah, lots, for the majority of the game, all the way up until the very end, there's one thing that was still nice to see because. As fans, you know, you can almost put your money on that before this game even started, that the season was, it was over, right? We're in the hunt on the TV graphics, but we're not. We're not, we're not realistically in the hunt, right? But the players, both defensively and offensively, went out there, and whenever there was big moments, it looked like they, they were all about it right there there was a lot of good energy from those teams i'll give them that but sooner or later especially a team like the bears who had nothing but high expectations coming into the past few seasons eventually have to be completely depleted right i mean it was leading up to that way anyways with certain players on twitter and how they've you know been quoted recently where it seems like uh oh, the attitude is kind of shifting there in the locker room but now i mean how depleting could this be this this is <laughs> Ridiculous and six in a row. Uh, I'll go back to your famous statue. He's starting the season at five and one. Then I'll sit here at five and seven.
0: Good number, right? It's beautiful. It's nuts. I mean, it is completely depleting. It's and, and and you look at it and the Bears for the first half, they probably played one of their better games of the year. Sure. The, the way offensively everything worked, I will give credit to the offensive line today and Sam Mustafer in the center really held his own and they had a running attack and they scored three first half rushing touchdowns for the first time in twenty thirty years. I mean, they, they played pretty well. And I don't know if that proved to themselves that they were good enough, even though it was against the lions, but that clearly didn't translate to the second half. And that's exactly what I think the theme is, is we've always seen kind of spurts with this team and the entire collapse in the second half, is the, is the story of the, of the year, of how this team can't hold it together. Uh, the defense, again, had uh, a, a couple of rough goes against the Lions team that, while they're bad, they're good offensively. And just like you said, on, on the Trubisky fumble play, yes, that's terrible, and he shouldn't be doing that, obviously. But why are they calling a pass play when the you're media. trying to round the clock? Or the refer- I, was I mean for I mean and and Adam Ho GN reporter wrote about it too and it goes he goes let me get this straight basically when they're trying to run out the clock they pass the ball and fumbled and when they're trying to score to win the game with 11 seconds left they run yeah. it's like it should be the opposite you got to be you aggressive think? to score and to win. And they didn't, and they got complacent and, and conservative, and they didn't keep their foot in the gas pedal in the second half to where that's great you scored 20-plus points in the first half. Seven in the second half is unacceptable. you got to keep and, scoring. And you know what?
1: More to that point on that play, if you run the ball there on third and, sh- on third and short and you don't get the first down, worst-case scenario in, in that situation, you punt the ball, you trust your defense, who is probably the unit you want to trust more In that situation, you're probably more willing to trust your defense to win you the game, who is the best unit out there on any side of the football for any team. The best unit there is the Bears defensive unit who played today. In terms of talent, you might as well put the ball in their hands, punt it away, worst case scenario, if you don't get the first down on a run, and let them win the game for you. Instead... Not what happened. The the opposite of what happens is Mitch Trubisky throws a pick, a pick six, fumbles the ball, fumble recover a touchdown. Like there's all kind of bad turnover situations that can happen, or even incomplete pass, clocks clock stopped. <laughs> there's way too many terrible things that can happen with the kind of offense we have. And I get it. They wanted to be aggressive. They wanted to finish off the game, give it to the defense, and let them win the game. Right. And Mark Rohde, who covers the Bears for WBBM radio, where you can hear the Bears radio here locally in Chicago, uh, sent out a tweet here. And I think this uh, this kind of defines how I started the show. So apparently, Bears head coach Matt Nagy, quote, words don't say a lot right now.
0: Yeah, no, they don't. <laughs> no, what, what can you say? I literally, I, I literally was speechless. There's nothing you can say. If, like, We're like, did everyone just see – like, was this a dream? Did everyone see what I just saw? Like, that was – that was something you, you can't, like, write. Like, it just had a 10-point lead with minutes to go, and it's flipping his head immediately. And it, it's it's no, no one has any more words or any more sympathy, frankly, for this team. And I wish, I mean, there's many reasons why I wish the pandemic was over, but I wish there was today where Matt Nagy didn't have his mask on because his look on that sideline oh, when man. that happened was, I don't know if it was better or worse than the Cody Parky miss of just, like, what just happened? Ugh, yeah, he, he knows his seat
1: got even more hotter. I mean, it's going to be really, really hard to have any kind of defend him in any way, him and Pace, come the end of the season, where you're 12 games in now at 5-7. and seven, You realistically look at how many matchups you could potentially win until this thing is over. Try to do the math on how many wins that might be. Is that even good enough after this just absolute collapse the past month plus of just losing week after week after week and just countless amount of ways. And I don't know. Like I said, it's it's all it's coming up to the point where you just said you know you lose sympathy and it's almost going to be indefensible. Hey, you know, congratulations to uh, to Daryl Bubbel there on the Lions side on getting his his win as first first week there at the helm. For the lions they pull it out something that the lions haven't done in a very long time come over a, a 10 point deficit so you're saying if a, you
0: if you fire a coach mid-season your team gets rejuvenated and wants to play for the new guy uh-oh. that's a, that's an interesting concept stop joy while he's ahead <laughs> stop joy while he's ahead i don't
1: know who knows i mean i i definitely see six in coach, a row that's not a good number it's the first time in 18 years and this was the game. Like, this was the game to finally, once again, buy you some time. Exactly. That's it. Yeah, you lose because five in a row. Yeah. You, you need to just finally. It's Detroit. Finally it made you look good back. today, and you still lost. You know what's funny? They they definitely made the offense look good today, up until the very end, when Trubisky decided to, to fumble the victory out of the Bears' hands. But defensively, like, Lions still put up 34 points. Granted, the last touchdown there at the end, it's going to be kind of hard considering where the Bears turned the ball over, you know, so close to the end zone. But still, 34 points this Lions team put up against this Bears defense. I mean, if you would have said, if somebody would have told you, Joey, last night or you know earlier in the week, the Bears 100% – here, here's $100. You could bet on the game. I'll give you even lines. The Bears are going to score 30 points on Sunday, exactly 30. That's the only thing I'll tell you that's going to happen on Sunday. Where would you have put your money? That they win. On the Bears, yeah. The Bears are gonna put up 30 points against the Lions. There's no way the Lions beat us. Well, plot twist. They absolutely did. And it's just that. You know, I was thinking about, you know, I was running through the notes in my in my head there right before that fumble, and I was like, all right. Okay, this is this is getting really close. It's getting way too close for comfort. That's probably what the the main part of the show was going to be. Is oh wow, just two crap teams going at it. The Bears, obviously, who have the better talent, were the ones who just sneak out with the win. Instead, the Lions come out victorious. And think about it this way: if it's not for, like we just talked about earlier, drop pass, and there in the end zone, come week one. Where the Lions were that close to beating us. You hold on to a pass, Swift holds on to it, he's in the end zone, puts up the six, Bears are going to lose week one. We damn well just came that close to losing two games to to the Detroit Lions. We gave them this one. They gave us week one, like you said, we gave them this one. And it shouldn't be that close against this Lions team. They're in shambles. Their coach was fired. (laughs) a week ago or so like what is going on that that is how much in shambles this team is is that they fire their coach leading up to this game and we still couldn't beat them and like we always say how to have the bears not even lucked into a quarterback by now and you know in the past 10 15 plus years six past last six weeks how we not lucked into a win especially like this one
0: right yeah, it's, and, and I wonder if other Bears fans are, are feeling the way I'm feeling, but, you know, going into this game, it's really been kind of just a depleted state of Bears fandom emotion and, and, and deflated to where I'm not necessarily angry when they lose. It's just like this upsetting, sad, disappointed feeling of of like, why are they here? And they they shouldn't be this bad. And so going into the game, you know the Lions game is probably winnable, but you think for the future it's probably better if if they lose. But at any rate, you can sit there and you're like trying to figure out like what's gonna happen, and then they suck you back in. To make an ending like that, and to have the fumble, the missed play calling, the Allen Robinson stepping out of bounds before the first down marker. Oh, why and, did you have to bring that up? But oh, because so exactly because exactly of your reaction. He got to
1: the house. He probably probably got to the house. I'll have to rewatch the play. But the defender tripped up. He obviously wasn't aware of that. Right. But defender's on the ground by the time you catch the ball. If you just turn around and gun it,
0: you get really. You could probably get really close. Yeah. But but I, I think I, I bring it up because it's exactly your reaction because of that, because it was a gut punch. And Bears fans and maybe the management and maybe McCaskey, they've been pissed off at how this thing has gone. But there hasn't been a gut punch in weeks to where it really kind of ignites this fire in a fan because it's kind of an apathetic. We're like, this team's not very good. It's frustrating. We deal with it. We're pissed, but we deal with it. This is one of those where they just stuck that knife in you at the end and you go, this is this is over. This is unacceptable. There's no way in hell this is allowed to continue. And maybe that's enough of a push for either Bears fans to, to be more angry or for ownership to be more angry to realize just how bad of a collapse and situation this team is in. Because beating the Lions, yes, is the Lions. But a win by, would would buy them some confidence, and now there's none. And to lose six in a row—that's, I mean, and like we said, it's unheard of for the Bears. In 18 years, they haven't done that. That's that's Trestman bad. That's Fox bad. And then you yeah. have Matt Forte. You know, saying, wow, Lovey got fired with 10 wins, and now you're going to sit here at 8-8 eight and eight last year, and who a knows? His, a
1: lot of his former players they're, love bringing that up. Right.
0: They love bringing that up. And yeah. same with the Lions, when they get Patricia and they fire Jim Caldwell. It's like, revisionist history is a nice thing. Yep. And so, you, I don't know, you just sit there as a Bears they're not, fan. They're not wrong. No, they're not. And so that's <laughs> why not. I think this game was different. It wasn't that apathetic, meh, loss. This was a, oh, my God, did they really just do that and ruin my entire rest of my Sunday? Now I'm pissed.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, for anybody who was still somewhat on the fence about this Bears team, for any of those who were, it literally went from, all right, well, this team just sucks and they have a lot of holes that just need to be need to be patched up. And that's exactly where we're at to just completely unacceptable and indefensible. That's exactly where they were. And if they would have if they would just came out with a victory today, not only would it have bought them more time from criticism, more or less the front office and the head coach. But you also would have been able to talk about some nice things, albeit against a not so good team in the Detroit Lions, who just beat you 34 to 30. But you could have talked about a fairly decent, run, a fairly decent imbalanced rush attack between Montgomery and Patterson that they had. Montgomery with 17 rushes for 72 yards and Patterson for 10 rushes, just under 60 at 59 yards. Like that was fine. Like you said, three rushing touchdowns. Trubisky had a touchdown of his own. But didn't Montgomery
0: was, have 60 in the first half and then only finished with 72?
1: Yeah, didn't he have, like, almost 50-plus by the end of, like, the <laughs> yeah. first quarter? Anyways, yeah. Anyways, continue. No, I know. I know. But still, it would have been, like, a fairly decent talking point that the run game was at least a little better. Like you said, the three touchdowns alone were nice, and then the one touchdown for Trubisky to, to Cole Komet. But, and Trubisky did fine, literally just fine, up until the very end. When he fumbled the game away, for the most part, he was kind of just game managing it all and doing what he could outside of the pocket with his mobility, with his strengths, which besides that, not too much. But it was still fine and doable against this terrible Lions team. And once they went down 34 to 30, I mean, I know. We have a Pro Bowl quarterback in Mitch Trubisky, and we could have seen comeback Mitch, but that's just <laughs> that just wasn't the case, right? Uh, still, still laughable to consider him a former Pro Bowl quarterback. But. Can you imagine if they were fans there? Can you imagine Ooh. what would have transpired? Man, that would have been definitely booze. And you know what? I am always, typically, always against booing your team, no matter what sport. No matter what the re- – like, well, if it's strictly off you know, performance, then I'm usually against that. If your team's losing or if your team makes an error, a blunder, what have you, like, I'm usually against the booing, usually. But there would have been some massive boos at Soldier Field. It, you would have heard it all the way down the lakefront from on the north end to the south end. You would have heard it, and rightfully so. This would have been one of the few times where if there was just massive amounts of booing at the end of that game – totally would have been all for it. Cause what else can you have done? I mean, that was just terrible. And let's just go back once again to, I want to talk about two plays, obviously the biggest ones, the fumble by Mitch Trubisky. Um, You, you discussed that Allen Robinson play. What, what can you do there? Just you, you were, you were away from Allen Robinson, the majority of that second half, not a whole lot of targets to him. You finally target him probably when you should. And he makes the blunder of stepping out of bounds right before, right, right before the first down mark. But, that fumble by Mitch Trubisky, and I don't even know if they discuss this too much on the broadcast, but you cannot. They always talk about what quarterbacks cannot do. You cannot take the sack there. Um, you cannot do this there. You cannot fumble the ball there, right? You can't fumble the ball. Getting a sack there is, is all right, but if you're going to get sacked, cover that ball up, protect it, get down, drain the clock, punt it away. Right. Like even a sack, there isn't necessarily the worst thing that can happen. Just don't fumble it. <laughs> Just don't do that. And of course, that's exactly what happened. And then the fourth and one play with Dave Montgomery trying to get the one yard rushing up the gut late in the game that ended the game because he didn't reach the sticks. Your reaction on that? I'm, I'm curious because when I saw that, maybe I was just so depleted and it's just so out of it that I didn't even care. But fourth and one, like you said, that's that's what you do now when you really when you really need the first.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know because I would like to have the confidence in my team that can gain a yard on a rush yeah. like that. But we've seen all year they they can't. I know it was better today, but they they couldn't. So I I, I think you had to that that was your life or death moment and that's the play you chose and that's why it's a problem it was fourth and one in the third quarter i'm angry about it but it's fine this this was you you're sitting there trying to win the game also they missed extra point earlier in the game cost them being down four versus three otherwise they'll kick a field goal and you're tied (laughs) yeah so so you sit here with that and and i don't know it's you yell at them if they're too conservative. You Yell at them if they're too aggressive. I, I, I don't know where you stand, but you, the 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 end of the story is you can't you can't collapse like that. Like the whole the the last six weeks have been collapsing, and to have it kind of culminate in this, it's bad. And I don't know I don't know what you do and and where you go because I don't see anything happening this season changing. And you can have a whole show on. Pace Phillips Nagy, what have you? But we'll probably have a couple, right? And and I don't want that to be you know our our, our whole show for the next couple of weeks. But it's right. no, I know. But it but but it's it's a fair question now because it's gotten this low. It's one thing if you teeter totter; of you win two, you lose two; you win one, you lose two. But six straight.
1: Yeah, this team hasn't. That's won a game ugly. since October eighteenth. Club has been closed since October 18th, not because of COVID, because of lack of wins. But
0: It all uh, should be closed 100. because of COVID, but yes. Oh,
1: yes. <laughs> 100%. Um, yeah, it's weird that this was, without a doubt, a must-win game for head coach Matt Nagy and the Chicago Bears. Not must-win because they're in the playoff, the playoff hunt, according to your TV graphics today. A must-win game because that seat is getting hotter and hotter for both gentlemen. And not only do you lose this must win game, but you lose it in that fashion, which shines a much bigger light on it now, losing that way than than you know, in other ways, I guess that you could have lost this matchup against the Lions and you know, here's where we're at now, and how do you feel as a Bears fan? Not good. I mean, you haven't been feeling good for weeks, but well, you know what? Maybe you do. There's a lot of Bears fans out there actually, Joey. They're like, all right, good. We want the best draft pick anyways. I'm glad we didn't sneak out with this meaningless victory. A lot of fans out there already, for all they know, Pace is gone. Nagy's gone. Eventually, it's just all a matter of when as opposed to if, and they want the better draft pick. I see that, and if that's the if that's the glass half full for you, I'll respect that. Right. That's probably literally the only positive you could take away from this is that, all right, instead of buying these guys more time and instead of putting, you know, one more little one more little insignificant metal there on, on their on their accolades. No, just no. Back up the truck. Get it all out of here. And let, let's move on. And this is only going to expedite the process, you would think, or just add more fuel to the fire. I don't necessarily know if it will expedite. It's probably going to you know, who knows? I mean, is it going to be – what do they call it? The, the Black Monday on um, in the NFL yeah, when Black all the Monday. coaches get let go a- after the regular season concludes? And uh, I mean, I don't – t- time will tell. You know, time, time will tell, and if anything, this only just adds a whole lot of fuel to the fire, and that's the only thing you can think about. You know, in terms of trying to think of it as positively as possible, well, better draft pick, and Ryan Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy were gone anyways, in a lot of people's opinions. Yeah. So let's get them out of here.
0: And you just wished, you know, after last week, they were so pissed off at themselves for how that game went, like thoroughly embarrassed on national television. Hey, at least this one, at least this
1: one wasn't on national television. That's true.
0: That's a plus too. But, but you, you thought, okay, coming this week, you're playing the Lions. You're not that great, but you're going to be motivated to beat these guys and kick their ass. And yeah, you're the better team, right? And and well, maybe not anymore. But but it, but <laughs> it but it turned out not. to it turned out to not be that. You, you you kind of played your same game of you played a little better, you scored a few more points, but it didn't feel that great. Like, like let's say they won, because remember I texted you. I said after that film, I'm like, oh my god, this just changed the entire show. And it's like, okay, maybe they did squeak out a win. Then the storyline is they weren't that great, but they beat it where they was what they were supposed to beat. uh the lions are 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 trash, but there's still questions about how and why you can't execute this against other teams, but at least you came out of it a little a little better a little happier, but I don't know if that's good it's it, for for a day, yes, for the longevity and the trajectory of this team moving forward. maybe not so maybe you're right. maybe it is a good thing that this happened because it's got everyone even more on notice anymore because not only is it. A loss, it's another division loss too, which means something. I know them, the Lions and the Vikings aren't the greatest bunch behind the Packers, but they're still games that kinda count more in your schedule. And and to, to drop two straight, that's that's
1: bad. I love how we just talked ourselves into this being a positive <laughs> a positive outcome. It's 100%. You have this have great. To. This is great. This is great that they happened. Well, what were we thinking, on that one the whole time? Are we nuts? No way. <laughs> I
0: mean, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. You have to find something. I, like I know the season's lost. So what do you do? I'll you gotta look me. a. You, <laughs> you gotta look ahead, and I don't even know if they're gonna make all those changes because it doesn't, it doesn't change for me if they keep Ted Phillips in his same role. They're just gonna they're gonna hire another person, and another coach, another GM, and it's not gonna click. You need to crank him. You got to put him in a business swing.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with. It. We we talked about that last show too. And until that happens, uh, you're not really going to have much faith that this thing is going to get any better. And sooner or later, I mean, we're probably what maybe just a little over a month away from probably a big big decision being made by the Chicago Bears, whether it be about at least their general manager and or their head coach, because things are just not looking pretty and. You know, if you're if you're Matt Nagy, you really got to turn it up now. I mean, odds are you're you're finishing the season below 500 the way things are going now because them losing at least two more games seems very reasonable, especially when one of those games is against a division rival like the Packers, who embarrassed you last week on national yeah, television. Yeah, because this
0: was the game to turn the tide. This was the game to flip it. Because you get back to 500, and then you face what Houston and Jacksonville. And you're really in the hunt. Right, but 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 you face Houston and Jacksonville, I and mean, so like they're not great teams you could have actually snuck out and finished i don't know nine and seven if you were lucky
1: i i know nobody you know if you're, if you're in chicago and you're watching the bears no fan is really that fond of mitch trubisky anymore but you almost got to feel bad for him that man he almost had a decent manageable enough game you know in the nfl against the lions he's he's not going to do very much for you this season you know at least i don't think and it doesn't look like it but he almost managed out a win for us You know, or the Bears, I should say, by helping the team put up 30, keeping the Lions at bay, ending that five-game winning streak. And it would have just been probably something that's a nice little good feeling for good old Mitch, right? But instead, it ends that way, and he probably, especially when it comes to that fumble, is one of the biggest players to blame because you cannot, cannot allow that to happen. And this goes right back to one of the reasons why Mitch just isn't it. And – we're already past that, right? At least I like to think the majority of Bears fans are well past that. If not all of them, the, the the overall consensus is that he is not the Bears' future at quarterback. But once again, this just also helps you just put that to bed even more because there's no way somebody with that kind of incompetence in that type of moment lets that happen. And you know, I, I like I said, I hate saying it. It sucks. That was almost going to be a pretty nice moment for him, and I know a lot of Bears fans aren't too fond of him like i said but would have been you know kind of cool for him uh, good there you go mitch golf clap move on to next week got the victory but instead it's just <laughs> now he has to walk into the locker room after having an okay game you know, he did pretty well up until that moment and he could have went in there cheering and rooting and ha ha and you know and we're, we we beat the lions yay let, let's just celebrate it for what it is and instead he has to walk in there after basically handing the victory to them, right? And now, what's that? That's a total different 180 type of feeling there. Or you were the guy who helped make sure the team is led to victory. To now, wow! I'm literally the one that handed it right to them. Sorry, boys. We'll move on. And what do you say for Coach Metnag? Like, what's the? I said, what, what is the? What's the message? What? What can you say?
0: The only thing I think you can say is what you can take away from the first half. It's that you kind of had a competent offense, and it was balanced, and it scored 20-plus points in the first half for the first time in a very long time, and that's what you can take away of that for a brief moment, the offense was executed kind of properly, but it clearly wasn't sustained, and that's something you got to work on, but... That would have been much easier to swallow if you go, you know, we didn't play our our greatest game, but we came up with the win, we moved forward, we're 6-6, and we're at 500, and now we are heading into that back half of our schedule that's not as difficult, and you could win and maybe make the playoffs, and Trubisky playing with house money, because no one expects him to be the starter anymore, we know he's not the savior anymore, he's already been benched. So now you don't watch him with the same eye of like, oh, like how did he miss that? How is he not going to be as good as Watson or Mahomes? Now it's just like, he's the guy yeah, that's out him, there. He wants
1: a second chance somewhere, right? Yeah. His, yeah. If Mike
0: Glennon could get another chance, he'll find a home somewhere. But, yeah, even if it's as a backup. Right, yeah. but yeah. but it, it's it's unfortunate because I, I agree. I, I like the guy too. He seems like a good guy. It just it's unfortunately just can't play quarterback. No, not at all.
1: Yeah. There's, there's not too many head coaching jobs here in the world. There's not too many quarterback jobs. And that's why whenever you're just not meeting the standard, you got to go. And I feel like that's going to be it's, – it's just all it just becomes more and more and more inevitable every week. The Bears moving on from quarterback, that came from something that felt so inevitable to just a damn right for sure thing maybe what, week three, week five? Of the season, right to where you knew Mitch was probably gone, but you still gave him the first month, month or so of the season, and then it was like, all right, he's definitely no matter what happens, right? Like I said, no matter how he finishes the year with the Bears, you know, he's 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 gone. He's not the choice. And same thing for Negi. Everybody's like, all right, let's see what he does this year. But week by week by week, people are trying to push that fire date closer and closer and closer. And I still think he obviously makes it past at least the regular season. I think he finishes the regular season out with the Bears, but. The worse and worse it gets, the closer and closer and closer people are going to be asking for that to happen. There's a lot of Bears fans who I'm sure want it to happen now. Yeah, tomorrow morning. Yeah.
0: I mean, like we talked – I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago, but we said, you know, okay, it's one thing if they lost, let's say it was four in a row. And you go, okay, well, what's it going to take? Because the Lions did it. So is it going to take six, seven, eight in a row? Well, you're at six. You only need two more to get to eight to go from 5 and 1 to eight straight losses. Like that's bad. Like like, like think about the Minnesota Monday Night game. The Bears are 5 yeah. and 1, the Vikings are 1 and 5. They've now f- flipped to where the Vikings won those 5 in a row. Like out of the rest of the games, who the hell do you beat? Who are you going to beat? Well, right. You going to beat the Lions. Who but are you going exactly, to beat? Exactly, because today was to prove to you you could beat the 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 bottom feeders and now you can't. Jacksonville, I guess.
1: Like is, is that who you beat? You beat Jacksonville? I don't know. <laughs> you beat the
0: texans doubt it i mean
1: watch them just go victorious the rest of the year of course just just and they'll be and
0: they'll be be, uh nine and seven and make this 80 team playoff
1: yeah (laughs) wow vikings they ended up finally notching that off in overtime i'm looking at the my screen here 27 24 over those jaguars yeah maybe we'll beat them even
0: though they gave minnesota a run for their money earlier but but but, but think about that's exactly the so now are the vikings Six and, f- six and five? Six and six. Six, six and six, six, excuse me. The, but they were one and five when they played the Bears. Yep. And the Bears were five. I mean, I'm going to repeat myself. The Bears are five and one. And now look at it. The Bears are five and seven. And the Vikings from one and five are now six and six. That's an upward trend. That's a good story of this team really waved the white flag in the beginning of the year, the Vikings did. But they said, you know what? We're still going to prove something. And they have. And you probably feel way more confident in moving them for, in moving forward with them than you do with the Bears. Yeah, I mean, they probably
1: their, – their remaining four games are against Tampa and then the Bears. That would be hilarious, right, if, if they go on ahead and beat them. But they have a tough contest with Tampa Bay next Sunday, and then it's the Bears' very difficult contest on Christmas Day against New Orleans, and they end the season with the Lions. So two very winnable games out of those four, I would say, for the Vikings, that being the Bears and the Lions, right? So, if we look at it now, the Bears just might end up in last place in the NFC North. I don't think they will. I mean, let's look at the Lions remaining schedule who now just like the Bears are five and seven. Ugh, yeah, very, very tough. Who knows if they even win another game. Green Bay Titans, Buccaneers, Vikings. so Jesus. Bears probably, <laughs> yeah, they probably won't finish in last place. They'll probably, you know finish just one notch above the Lions, but that is not not going to get the job done especially if you're in a division with aaron Rodgers. sorry bears fans that is not going to get the job done shocker of the show right that that's that the <laughs> that is the uh so was no brainer thing i probably said I'll, I'll i'll show along but i know it, it's it kind of sucks i guess as a bears fan but like i said if there's one thing you know while we were discussing it here on the show that you could you can at least look at as the bright moment of all this or you know the, the 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 glass half full type of mentality it's that what's the point what was the point of winning anyways laughing stock like just prove it more and more like good the way it ended good absolutely laughable and just couldn't even can't even figure out what the hell you just saw good it's probably a good thing because this thing needs to change and needs to change drastically figure it out mix it up no you don't get to squeak by this week by beating you know what's probably going to end up being the last place team in your division the detroit lions who just let their head coach go leading up into this game no you don't get that victory you get to lose it in embarrassing fashion albeit not on national television like you know last week was but good now figure it out get us something better let's see if we but can aren't get it you done.
0: tired of that like I- i'm so tired of rooting for change like I just want I want I want to root for a good team, but it's like every three oh, yeah. years, every three <laughs> years, it's yeah. like oh well I'd rather them lose because we're gonna blow this thing up and start all over. And it's like it's all you How many do, how many times are we gonna do
1: it though? Oh, I hear you. I mean, you're gonna keep doing it until there's until there's reason to believe in the current regime, front office, head coach, coaching staff, players, the whole nine yards. Until until you have that all figured out. And there's reason to believe, and everyone, top to bottom, players to upper management, you're going to have to keep reinventing the wheel. And I hear you. Uh, obviously, it's tiring, but if we have to do it the next three or four go go-arounds, what else is there to root for, right? What are you going to do, root for another win or two? Like, what's that going to do? And I know it, it's it sucks, but until they have it figured out from top to bottom, there's really nothing else you can do.
0: It's really the only two things you can. I guess. All right. Joey doesn't fine. like that answer. It's just frustrating. I'm just so tired of it. It's like, all right, well, we gotta get through John Fox, or excuse me, Mark Tressman, So that can't be any worse. All right, let's go to John Fox. That can't be any worse. Let's go to Matt Nagy. That can't be any worse. It's like, how many are you gonna go through? I,
1: I'm gonna have to go back and watch like all the games from his first season and see how they even did that. How were they able to succeed? And win and go twelve and four in his first year. How and then get very very close, all but a missed field goal away from at least winning one playoff game. At a minute, like how? I, I like remember the remember the um, the primetime game against the Rams that year and the game against the Vikings. Like there was a lot of good statement victories. Like how do they do that? Like <laughs> that's what's more of a head scratcher. It's, it's almost more of a head scratcher when you think about how the hell were they that good in terms of. Instead of thinking about how the hell they regressed that much, because now like, this team's just—it's embarrassing. They're they're one of the, they're one of the laughing stocks of the league. And you look at—it's almost harder to try to figure out how the hell they did what they did in the twelve and four year. Was it just nobody knew what the hell Nagy was going to do, and he caught everybody off guard? But it was still something that was so easy to adapt to and beat him on. Who knows? I mean, what else could it have been?
0: And that defense scored a bunch more points, so it kind of probably overshadowed the yeah. offense. Out o- offensive output, but yeah, it's they a were great so question. Significantly
1: better, but sh- not just only defensively, but they were strides better in every other facet of the game. Yeah, goes to show. I mean, the the only way you could like just quickly think about it and quickly throw something out there is just that the league just quickly adapted and adapted to Nagy. It wasn't hard to adapt to his style. And now he can't he can't adjust himself. Yeah, maybe. That, what it, plus, I mean, the the, the old lines regress, and yeah, there, there's a lot of other things that play into it. But it's just crazy to even think about how this team won 12 and four his first year. It really is. And now he's already very very close to out the door. What was it? Didn't did, um? Not only was he coach of the year, but Ryan Pace won an award that year, right? And yeah, he was executive X-Z of the year. Goals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they they both go from winning awards to probably both being shown the door just two seasons it's crazy.
0: Later. Well, it's the same thing here. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm in Philly right now and it's the idea of Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl here and now he's being questioned about everything and it's like all these guys from these coaching the trees. NFL. Well, that, but also he'll put a lot of weight in these coaching trees and, it, and whether it's Reed or Belichick, and so Belichick's was Patricia and Andy Reed is, is Negi and and Doug Peterson and others, and so
1: oh, you could talk about all the Belichick's. So the majority awful head coaches, right? So it's just yeah.
0: interesting that there's all this stock, and you may catch lightning in a bottle for a year, but the long term effects of those coaches that are just kind of I know they earn their their job, but given yeah. a little more credit because of who their their mentor was. Mentor was. That they're not really as as good or even close to who those guys are. No, it,
1: it goes to show you. I don't, there's a whole lot that goes into it. I mean, if, if you're coming say from, you know, the Bill Belichick regime or the Andy Reid regime, like, well, you're going to a totally different team, and you might have their style. Obviously, you want to adapt your style too. You don't want to just be 2.0 of who they are. But everything else has to be good, right? Like, they already have their system. They've already shown they're a good enough coach. People have rallied behind their philosophies, brought them in players who match their philosophies. And now, when you obviously go to a different team, you got to make it grow and way more responsibilities for you, and as well as being your own person. And I mean, it's a good point. All those other variables involved, that's what more or less goes to show you that probably should have put as much stock in it, right? Like, yeah, you come from a really good mentor who does really well, but. Do we have to put that much stock into it now? I, I don't know, but I know Bears fans are just <laughs> Bears fans are hoping that that type of discussion uh, is going to happen soon here in the city of Chicago and it's unfortunate, but I think people just want to put this to an end as soon as possible and I'm sorry but you just can't blame them.
0: Yeah, that's kind of where we stand and I can't wait to see, you know, obviously we have our reaction on this show, but I can't wait to see it all around the city because it's going to be just Just dandy. Just dandy. That's a good word to put it. Just dandy. That's a good bow on this show, that everything with the Bears and everything that we're going to hear tomorrow is just dandy. (laughs) So that's going to do it for us today on Believe in Chicago Sports. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Believe in Chicago, part of the Believe Podcast Network. He is on Twitter at TweetDanCollins. I'm on Twitter at JoeyRoy. Gelman, Make sure you are downloading and subscribing to the show as well. I know you love our video clips and our little audiograms. So we'd love to get you following the full show, too. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. We will talk to you again. On Thursday, who the hell knows what this week's going to bring in Chicago sports. We shall see if there's any Bears news, or anything else. If we, the fans get what they get, we'll talk to them sooner, right? We'll be talking to them tomorrow again. Yes, we'll have an emergency show. We'll, we will delete this entire then this delete this show in its entirety and re-record should something crazy happen. But yeah, we'll wait we'll, we'll wait and see what happens. It's going to be a fun and interesting week as it always is and we can't wait to talk to you guys again on Thursday. Have a great rest of your Monday and also start to your week.